This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, it's a well, a Wednesday in Pittsburgh. Yeah, kind <laughs> of spring. Yucky one, all in all. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, you were talking before the air about getting fields dry, and my my yeah. daughter's softball game got canceled this morning before we even got a chance to see what kind of sun you're going to get. Just not going to get it. There's been no sun today. No, it's, a lot of canceled softball and baseball and that kind of. It is the season for that. It is the season for that. That's one reason why you know track never gets canceled. I guess not. Field. I mean, unless I guess there's, the unless there's wet, huh? a lightning and thunder, that kind of yeah. stuff. But um, one thing that also did not get canceled was the NFL draft last week. Sure. And I wrote a little thing on uh, on DKPittsburghSports.com, Matt, about uh, something I've been, you know, people have been questioning. If, if you didn't like the Steelers draft, mm-hmm. it's because you thought that they should have gone for offensive linemen early right. and then filled the other needs later. So I went back and looked at the, who was available at each pick yeah, I mean, as opposed to what they did. You can even have the, the gift of hindsight, obviously, too. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. You don't know these things going on that, oh, I know I'm going to get Kendrick Green the third round. You know, that takes some planning. Like I had yeah. one guy say on, on in the comments to this, well, I wanted them to take uh, uh, Creed Humphrey in the second round and Tommy Tremble in the third. Okay. That sounds great, but Tommy Tremble wasn't available to when they right, picked in right, the third. Right, right, right. It's a good plan, and it seems like it's a logical yeah. p- potential move, you know. Or but that's Long how you or, lose you know, out on guy, you know. Sure. You know, it doesn't you, always work that way. Right. They've had plans like that in the past. Well, you know, we, we really like this guy. We'll like to take him here, and then somebody else takes him before you do. Frankly, that happens all the time. I feel like that's happened several times in the last couple of years at tight end and running back. You yeah. Know, where. Boy, we thought we were going to get Alexander Madison or Dobbins or whoever it was. I mean, Dobbins you didn't expect like last year all the running backs to go right in round between rounds two and rounds three mm-hmm. when they picked again. You uh, the year they took Zach Gentry, there were there two. There were, there were just a run on tight ends yep. in in the third and fourth rounds that yep. you just I, lost out on. It. I remember being a run on running backs too that year. I mentioned Madison. I just can't remember the other names that were third roundish guys that I thought were fourth or fifth roundish guys, you know, and you yeah. settled for Snell, I think, that year. I was like, eh, okay. But the guys went ahead of them were more attractive. And, um, and and then I've mentioned this a couple of times, too, a tight end. I really think trading up for Bush cost them a tight end that year, too. Yeah, yeah. there's, I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. they had to give up extra picks. Uh, to your point about that draft in 2019. I'm yeah, looking, I guess that's when it would be. I'm looking at that here. So third round running backs were Daryl Henderson in the third. Uh, I remember Devin, being a run there. Devin Singletary went in the third to the Bills. Um, like all our mocks. Damian Harris went in the third to the mm-hmm. to the, the Patriots. Uh, I remember mocking a Steeler. Madison went. Back. Madison also went in the third that okay. year to, to as a compensatory pick. I remember mocking running backs often in like the fourth round neighborhood. Yeah. And I remember being on the air with you going, wow, all the guys we thought would be there are 
Yeah, gone. They, they weren't yeah. awesome prospects, but they went They're guys, yeah. than they thought. You know? uh, right after Madison, uh, Bryce Love went to okay. Washington. Justice Hill went to the Ravens. Uh, and then the Steelers took Benny Snell that round. Mm-hmm. And that's the way things have played out year after year at certain positions for them. And you get a little cornerback and you or, step up yeah. and you, you know, address it heavy in the first two rounds. Yeah, because other teams need those guys too. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know, the Steeler needs. you got to wait 32 picks usually until your next one. Yeah, so I went back and looked at if the Steelers hadn't taken the guys that they, that okay. they did in those rounds, who would they have wound up with had they gone offensive tackle, center, Running back and then tight end. Let's even, you know, take a couple different choose your own adventures. We could do so, that. You know, I mean, we could I, do that. All right. So let's let's start with your article. Where, where did you where did you end up? Okay. So they would have they would have come up with Tevin Jenkins, Creed Humphrey, Trey Sermon, and Brevin Jordan. Okay. I don't think that's as good. I don't think it's close. I don't I don't know that Brevin Jordan is an NFL player. And I don't think he's the type of tight end they'd be after. He's not what they were looking so they for probably, That's probably a linebacker or a corner. Yeah. You know, you probably just punt on tight end. You're not getting your tight end. You're not getting the tight end. Or you do the 6 seven. Once again, you don't sense. solve the problem. And they've they've thrown money. They, they've used resources to try to fill that yeah, tight right, end right, position. Right, without question. And it's got to be getting frustrating. Yeah. Um, so this year they, they said, you know what, we get an opportunity to draft the number. So what they ended up with was the number one running back. Mm-hmm. The number two consensus number two tight end behind right, a, yeah, behind yeah, a yeah, generational yeah, talent. Superstar, right. Most years, Fryermuth is the first tight end taken. Yeah, yeah. They ended up with a with a center who was on the same level as Creed Humphrey. I think they're the same tier. Yeah, you know, same tier. And they ended and they got then Dan Moore and I've talked about this a lot. The 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 drop off between or the the gap between the fifth or sixth rated offensive tackle. And the 15th-rated offensive tackle was not very big this year. Much less than usual, but obviously in this exercise, where you upgrade is tackle. Yeah. You know, without more than anywhere. You know, I mean, if you were taking this path, your but, fourth round. But again, you're taking the, the you're taking the, the fifth-best offensive tackle as opposed to the number one running back. Who didn't go in the first round, by the way. Right, who, yeah, did not, who fell out of the first right, round. I know he's one Steeler fans wanted. Creed Humphrey wasn't even the second – Offense or wasn't the second center taken. No, Josh Myers was. But none of us would have complained with the second round Creed Humphrey. No, no, you and I were on the air at the time, and we both thought it would be Creed Humphrey. Yep. So Fryermuth makes some sense there, though. I'm not disputing your article, but I think it would probably go your top three picks, like you mentioned. What was that? Jenkins, Humphrey, Sermon. Then you probably go corner or linebacker, and you have Jesse James. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and that's probably well. Let's th- let's take a look at that third round. Who was available after Cre- we mentioned? I mentioned Trey Sermon mm-hmm. already. You know, maybe use a, a six round or seven. That second to last pick would have been a throwaway tight end, yeah. and instead you have a corner with that spot. Or I'm something ju- I'm like just, that. Uh, Monty Rice was still available. Okay, like that would have made some sense. Uh, let's see. Any corners of note? Elijah Molden was there. Wow. Yeah. That, in the that's third round. Sort of interesting. Yeah. Ambry Thomas. Uh, Mello Fawanu, uh Brandon Stevens. I, I don't. Okay. I don't get that one at all. No, that one does not add up to me. Yeah, a project that doesn't test that well. Yeah, people talk about the Steelers trading a fourth round pick next year mm-hmm. to to go get a defensive lineman. The Ravens drafting Brandon Stevens in the fourth round to me is yeah, that's a, a bigger head scratcher. So I like this exercise because I think if you do it with any team. The team we picked today should be better than the team they picked then because right. we know things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
I still wouldn't trade the four Steeler picks for Jenkins, Humphrey, Sermon, Molden, who we both like a lot. And yeah, probably, right. I still wouldn't make that trade as much as I like Molden. Yeah. And when they went down that road, I think they probably said in the fourth round, this is going to be a tackle. You know, like as much as we love Molden, this has to be a tackle because they realized they didn't take an offensive lineman with the first two picks, so the next two were good. Actually, Molden wouldn't have been available in the fourth round. Oh, that's He, right. he okay, was in the I'm third sorry, round, so you would have gotten – you would either take in Sermon or Molden. Oh, I think you have to take Sermon at that point. Right. And then in the fourth round, the fourth round instead you move on to the fourth round, you're not getting. See, I was saying in your exercise, you took Jordan, who I don't think would interest them. I think that pick. I just be, took him because it matched up position-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I think that pick would probably be a corner or a linebacker. So the guys available after I, I, they picked. I was, I was shocked Molden was there when you said that. Yeah, after they picked uh, J- Dan Moore in the fourth mm-hmm. round. Robert Rochelle. Would have been the next guy up. Okay, okay, I could, Fine. I could deal with that. Um, Marco Wilson, Trey Brown, but they had Any another. They fine. had another pick there. They wanted to fill the top, the, the offensive tackle spot. No question. Because, because they had because the third three picks they had made at that yeah. point. Um, That's why doing one today should always be better than doing it live. Yeah, they took Buddy Johnson at one forty. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm getting there was a mini run on corners there. There's nothing. They, they might have taken one of those corners. Right. In, a, in an ideal world, they said, okay, when they made the pick of, of Dan Moore, they said, okay, there's there's still three or four corners on the board that we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Rochelle was there. Um, Marco Trey Wilson Brown. was there. Trey Brown was there. <coughs> they all went. They all went, right, right, right. You know, and that was the area where you looked at that. So then they said, okay, we're just going to take Buddy Johnson then. Mm-hmm. Because, the, the, the honestly, the linebackers were pretty picked yeah, over at that point, too. Yeah, they were pretty picked, too. It, it, it wasn't as deep a draft as we thought it was, to be honest. I mean, when you watch it play out in real time, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go around, but this wasn't an awesome draft class. I mean, it wasn't bad in the top couple rounds, but uh, a lot of that's relatively speaking. You know, I mean, there wasn't much defensive talent in this, and people that wanted linebackers are going to take them. You yeah, know, I mean, the next, the next inside linebacker taken after uh, Johnson was Tony Fields. Hmm. And he was, he's an undersized. Yeah, I you don't know, think he fits, right? I don't think he fits at all. Then you're looking at Garrett Wallow, who I like, mm-hmm. but went at pick 170. I think he went pretty late. Yeah. Um, you know, hmm. KJ Britt, who was slow. Cameron McGrone, okay. Um, but it, still, I mean, back to the original point, I'd rather have the Steelers' first round picks than Jenkins, Humphrey, Sermon, Trey Brown. Yeah, you had to fix your run game. I yeah. had another person say, you know, they could they should have just waited until next year to get their running back and taken the offensive lineman. Who's running the ball for you this That's year? That's fine, but it would be miserable. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just watched 3 years of that not being yeah. able to run the football. That doesn't fix your run game. That's your 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 team owner came out and said publicly, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. "We've got to get our run game fixed." Right. Like we honestly, can't be dead last again. Running those backs out, running Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland and the other yeah. guy, you know, Jalen Samuels out there. And whatever pops up on the street, you know, Bellage. Gets you dead last in rushing again next it, year. It or, does, or at right. least 28th or lower. It's not the 90s Cowboys offensive line, even if you fix it. No. It's not like me and you can run behind it, you know. Um, in general, I don't hate that strategy. But you can't look at everything just this is the way you do it. Like the Jets, to me – Okay, go draft Vera Tucker and Mackay Beckton the yeah. year before, and then next year they'll add their back. It's not Carter, it's not P. Ryan, you know, but they're coming from being one of the worst teams in the league, trying to get the mediocrity. Where 
you're a playoff team that's a perennial yeah. winner who's still competing while they're doing these things. I mean, they're coming from two different directions. They've had back-to-back years to get top ten talents on the offensive line. Yeah, right. And they had a ton of picks. Yeah. And right, right, right. When you're, when you're getting a Mekhi Becton, who's, yeah. you know, some people looked at as the top offensive uh, tackle last, last year's year, draft. Right. Trade up for Vera yeah. Tucker to put next to him. He yeah. Walter Jones and Hutchinson on the left side. Absolutely. You, know, right you got here. the number one guard prospect in this mm-hmm. year. That's how you fix your offensive line. When you're picking 24th, you're not getting that. <laughs> you're not getting that. And you're not getting two of them. No. <laughs> That's for no. sure. Right, right. So, I, you know, I thought that their approach And, and again, was, we was keep saying solid. Tevin Jenkins. And we like Tevin Jenkins. I'm not tearing apart Tevin Jenkins. But he's but not a left tackle. He's not a left tackle. He really is probably only a right tackle. Maybe a guard, but they don't need a guard. They have right tackles. And he didn't go in the first round. Right. You know, Outside of that, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Cosme was the next pick or, you know, Eichenberg or one of those guys went directly after. I mean, the, the league didn't view those guys that way. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at the – I mean, if Darisaw was there, we have a different conversation. Yeah, and he went one right. pick ahead of mm-hmm. them. Again, it's, it's, the, it's the way runs happen, the way the boards stack. I mean, you know, in 2010, everybody loved J.J. Watt. No, right, right, right. That doesn't mean you're going to get a chance to draft him. You, you no. Could, you know, the Steelers love Minka Fitzpatrick. He was long gone by the time they took Terrell Evans. Of course, yeah. When they had an opportunity to trade for them, they did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not that hard. It, it goes, you know, I, I, I just look yeah. at this. They drafted two offensive linemen at the two positions they need. I think Moore is probably more of a left than a right, and Green's a center. And both could probably play guard if you had to, if things get shuffled around. Yeah. You could have addressed it more thoroughly, yes. But Fryermuth was kind of one of a kind in this in this draft. I mean, Hunter Long and Tremble maybe would have worked. Tremble caught like twelve passes though at college. Right. You know, Fryermuth was the their role in the passing game couldn't have been any different. Like I like Correct. Tommy Tremble as much as the next guy, and he's an, a, a massive blocker. But like, he's not going to be on any fantasy team in a long time. His his upside is number two. His number two. Yeah, I mean, Fryermuth was the foundation of that passing game in Penn State, Tommy Tremble caught like 12 balls. You know, right. Long was the foundation of the passing game. So, I mean, that one made a little more sense. But Fryermuth is a better prospect. So, yeah. if it comes down to two, there was two tight ends that could fit, fix your needs and there was three running backs that could fit, fix your needs. You got, you hit both. Yeah. Uh, Moore was the 16th tackle taken okay. in the draft. Yep. Um, I'm of the belief that had had you know apples to oranges. If if James Hudson's available instead, they probably take him. I'm sure there's several. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, in that fourth round, but they didn't have that opportunity. I mean, no. they like Spencer Brown. Oh yeah, but not as much as Kendrick Green. Right, and well, Green center's a better need. And Green need. filled a, a bigger need. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I saw people say they should have taken Jalen Mayfield. No, in, at the third I'm not round. even is a tackle. I'm not even sure he is a tackle. I'm not even sure he's a tackle. And center was. Center and running back were the two things you couldn't leave the draft without. Absolutely, at, at those were your two open, for, the yeah. two open spots. Not necessarily. I mean, they could play this year with BJ Finney at center and be okay. Probably, but it's not. It's not as good as you want to be there. No, no. I mean, you can find the Jesse James of the worlds too, but as much twelve personnel as you see in the league, a second tight end isn't much different than a nickel corner in terms of what we're calling starters too. And Fryermuth is going to play a lot of snaps. Yeah. The interesting thing about it is that there were four offensive tackles taken in the first round. Mm-hmm. 
all in the first 23 picks. Yeah, Darisol was the last one, right? And then there wasn't another one taken until Jenkins went the seventh pick of the second round. But then Which there was really shocked me. Yeah. Then, the, but then there were six but taken. Then there was a run. Yeah, six of them taken, and almost 20 percent of the of the second round was were tackles. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the third round. One, two, three, four, four more in the third round. Wow. And then a lot the, of people trading up yeah. to get them too in the second. And then the fourth round was one, two, three, uh, four more in the fourth round. I, I really think, you know, when you look at it, there's been years where a guy like Tevin Jenkins or Christian Darasaw who went 23rd are the top tackles available in your draft. Mm-hmm. And I think most years the Eichenbergs and Cosmes go in the first go round. Go in the first round, yeah. yeah as opposed to, ah, we'll wait till tomorrow. Or even a guy like Radins. We've seen guys yeah, like yeah, that go in the first question. round. Right. I mean, Tennessee had to be thrilled to get him after missing on a tackle last year. So it was it was really deep there. Uh, most years, Dan Moore is the third round pick at worst. I think so. Yeah, I think so. A true left tackle played in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of starts. At worst, he goes in the third round. Uh, I mean, this he's year not he got pushed to the fourth tackle. He's the tenth. Yeah. Even if you look at some of the guys taken after him. No, there's some good ones too. Yeah, Josh Ball went. Uh, Deontay Smith went. Deontay uh, Smith was exciting. Yeah. Uh, you had Stone Forsythe who went after him. Yeah. Um, he, he shocked me he lasted that long. Uh, I think the other Moore, Jalen Moore, went after Dan Moore, or right in the neighborhood, didn't he? Um, they must list him as a guard. Yeah, no, they probably did. Yeah, I'm looking to the – but that's the thing. Some of these guys will kick in the guard. Of course. That's another thing I was asked, you know, who was the, the last rookie to, to move from guard to, to center in his rookie year and, and shine? I'm like, well, first of all, Green's played center. It's not like he's making a transition. Has never played the position. No, before. it's been four he's or done five this games, before. Yeah, everyone assumes he's a guard learning center. No, that's not I the, case. That's the case. But that's what Dermonte Dawson did. Oh yeah, there's tons of examples. Yeah, I mean, the the Saints guy and the Packers guy two years ago are both highly productive starting centers right now. They're both in their second or third year. Who are their two names? They were drafted very recently. Um, both those guys were guards converting to center yeah. and have bounced back and forth. It, 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 even uh, who was a Michigan guy that the Saints took in the first round last year? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, too. Yeah. R.I.U. Uh, Tyler Ruiz. Yeah, that's it. Because they had two two centers slash guards, and both of them can do both, you know, and they're both high picks. You know, so it, it's not uncommon. It, it, it isn't at all. No. I I think, you know, a lot of people, if, if they hadn't listened to this show or some of the triple takes that we did, mm-hmm. didn't know who Kendrick Green was. No, right, right, right. And that was the shock value. Well, how could they pass on this this guy who was, you know, yeah. uh, you know top-rated guy and they take Kendrick Green? Well, they must have taken a, a guy who's a lesser value. No, Kendrick Green's good. And they may have had a higher grade on Humphrey, but I guarantee they were in the same tier. You know, yeah. That there was, and there might have been a couple guys in that tier, too. I mean, maybe Josh Myers and um, Humphrey and... Uh, you know, maybe probably two or three others. But if you too. look at the look at the center position, Dickerson went forty fifth overall, mm-hmm. which again, by the know, way, he's going to play guard next year. Yeah, yeah, which is that's he can he can he do can that. Right, right. Again, he's another guy that moved all over the place, played all five yeah. positions at one time yeah. or another in college. I mean, I think the Eagles look at him as a starting guard who will probably be Kelsey's replacement right. when he hangs it up. Yeah. yeah, if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, yeah. right? Josh Myers went at thirty. They'll probably probably in plug the second him in round as the yeah. starting center because they lost it yeah. for big money. Uh, Humphrey went uh, at pick thirty one in the second round. I assume he'll be their starting center. They, they've I had would so many guess. additions, but I think he'll be the center. Yeah. 
And then Kendrick Green went at 24 in, in the, thir- in the uh, third round mm-hmm. with Drew Dahlman, Trey Hill right after him. Those are your uh, – I would top... put Hill on that level, but yeah. the other ones I would put all But Dahlman and Green are going to be starters in the league sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah, without question. You know, I, I, I think that's a – that's a gimme. So you have, you know, four or five starting centers there, mm-hmm. and and know. we didn't even mention uh, Miners. Right, Miners is Miners got drafted as a guard. Yeah, yeah I'm he, not sure where he'll fit in year one with there, but I, I bet he's a center. And the Steelers, I, I think, really look at it that you know if Green had played center mm-hmm. his entire college career, he probably goes up higher on that list. Probably because then he's the the athletic center as opposed to, you know, there's more athletic guards at pool and whatnot, yeah. you know. No, it makes them a, a little bit of a smaller community. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. Um, it's not that awful of a conversion. Though, it, 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 it's not that right. hard, especially if he's already done it. He's already done it, right. You know, it's and not if he that... goes into – I'm sure that when they picked up the phone to congratulate him for being a stealer, they said you're going to be a center. No, oh, they absolutely did. He said that right away. Yeah, what's he practicing now? I mean, yeah. he's snapping and learning center stuff. And he'll do nothing but that for the next six months right. until they play a game. I think he'll get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they don't have tape of him doing it in a game. No, they're not asking him to be a wide receiver. You know I mean? Right. Yeah. I think he can make the conversion. But you, you look at that running back position again, Najee Harris went at 24, Travis Etienne at 25, mm-hmm. and then Javante Williams – Denver traded up traded to the up. third pick in the second round to get him. Right. If if the, if the Steelers had traded back, even to the top of the third round, there's no guarantee they get any of those guys because especially if the first two already fell. Right. If ATN still falls and then Harris is out there and somebody grabs them, I mean, teams were willing to move to go up and get those guys to get those three. Yeah, the league very much affirmed what you and I said going into the draft that these three are going to be coveted, and then uh, and then there were 50 picks between Javante Williams and Trey Sermon. How often does that happen? You know, the no. running backs go yeah. 50 picks without being taken. You know, and then Carter went. There was a mini run on, on running backs in the fourth round. I don't mm-hmm. know that there's, you know, Carter went, uh, Nguanwu, uh, I don't know, I can't pronounce that. Name. No. Uh, to, from Iowa State to the Vikings. Yeah. Ramonde Stevenson to the Patriots. And then Cuba Hubbard goes in the fourth round to the Panthers. But the exception of Sermon, I don't want any of those other guys, though. None of those guys are. You look him. I mean, I like I'm not Michael. Guaranteed, they're number one. Here. Yeah, I like Michael Carter. If you if you're going with a committee guy, and you know, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. if He's you had James Conner, Michael Carter is still sure. a fine addition. Maybe a year ago you would add Michael Carter, yeah. but not in this situation. And to that point, I've been thinking about this too. Like, I don't know that ATM would have fixed the problem. No. He's a really good player. I was listening to some stuff, uh, some, uh, and it was fantasy related. But mm-hmm. th- these guys are tied in in Jacksonville. And they're talking about ATN being a guy who gets the ball, you know, 10, 12 times a game. Yeah, I, I think they like Robinson. They're just adding pieces around. Yeah. Robinson will be the first and second down runner. ATN yeah. will be the third down back and maybe get a, you know, a few carries here and there. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, I think that's an awful pick. Yeah. I, I, you drafted a third round, a third down back in the first round when you need everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, is he that special? I mean, you could have waited and got Kenneth Gainwell. Exactly. And done the exactly. same thing. Done the same thing. Yeah. Right. No, that would have made more sense. I mean, I, I know they're just trying to make Lawrence's life as easy as possible and as comfortable, and I'm not sure if he's got a back. roommate. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but I'm not sure that, that ATN fixes the Steelers' problem. No, I don't think he does. No. So if you're, you're going to use him like that, I think, I think he could. Oh, it would be a welcome addition. I think he's capable of handling 15, yeah. you know, 15, 20 touches a game, uh, but not the way Harris but is. they might be looking for someone that – 
has 25 touches a game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by I, the way, well, well to that point, right? I went back and looked at how the Steelers used Le'Veon Bell his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. He averaged 22 touches a game in his rookie as year. His rookie year. And he wasn't nearly the – he wasn't Le'Veon Bell yet. No. You know what I mean? I mean uh, Harris is better. That, and Harris is way better, yeah. Yeah, he's a way point. better prospect. I mean, if Harris gets 22 touches a game as a rookie mm-hmm. – he might be rookie of the year in the league. Times 17 games, you know, including four or five of those are catches per game. You know, that's a lot of touchdowns. He's going to get a, I mean, the production's going to be there. The usage is going to be there. Yeah. I Mike Tomlin does not shy away from using a, a primary running back. No, but I'm sure he'll And tell Harris him. is clear, far and away, the best running back on their roster right now. It's going to be not a secret at all. I'm sure when we're at camp, he's going to be like, well, Harris is going to get the ball over and over and over. I yeah. Mean, he'll probably tell the media that. I mean, they're, they're no, everyone knows it. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, if that's what you want from that position, you can't have the Snells and McFarlands. That's you, you that, and I mean? to me, that goes back to what we were talking about: why you couldn't wait to take a running back. To you know, again, if you waited to the second round, if you waited till pick fifty-five, you were out of luck. Yeah. You weren't getting one. I mean, the more I think about it, Harris, Williams, Fryermuth, Long, are the only four that fit those two positions, what you really want from them. And it doesn't mean you overdrafted them, but it was a small pool to pick from yeah. at those two spots. No, and, I agree. You know, of the, the prototype, what we're going to ask them is position. You were in the kiddie pool, and the re- you know some of the other positions were yeah, the right, Olympic-sized. Right, right, right. You know, the offensive tackle was an Olympic-sized pool. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, running back was a little hot tub. Tight end was a hot tub I off mean, to the were, side. They gladly would have taken – Penny Sewell, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or if there was a center. Well, I thought was... it was telling that Kevin Colbert said this, and I didn't catch it right away um, until I was reading back over the, the transcript later. Mm-hmm. He said that, that uh, Najee Harris was one of the eight guys they had targeted okay. in this draft, their top eight guys. Okay. So when they put together their list of 24, they had him in their top eight. Like, I'm not sure if Justin Fields or any of the quarterbacks would be in that mix. I think Justin Fields probably was. I mean, like his Pitts. But Sewell mix. was on that. Pitts was on that. I mean, they they addressed the tight end positions. If if Pitts had been available, they would have taken him. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I didn't hear how Kevin phrased it. Does that mean he was their top eight player? He was a top whole... eight. He was a top eight player for them. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess I can buy that. I like mean... two years ago, Minka Fitzpatrick was their number one rated defensive player in that draft. Mm-hmm. And we did the homework on Bush. Bush went ten. He was probably their seventh or eighth. Right. You know, I mean, at worst. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how it works out for the way they do their their, their board. Mm-hmm. Again, when we were putting together our 24, you kind of – I think he was – I want to say he was like 14, 15-ish, something like Harris that. Harris was around 11 or 12 for me because I put some of the quarterbacks behind him. And I think that's – obviously, the quarterbacks if, they, if they had him eighth, mm-hmm. they didn't have all the quarterbacks ahead of him. No. But I wonder – I mean – is Trevor Lawrence one of those? I mean, like I would think Trevor Lawrence probably was. Well, but, of course. Yeah. But like they knew they had no chance at him. The the Lawrence's and Pitts, you know, did they do their board exactly like we did our top twenty four? Yeah, that I, I, I mean, don't know. And I mean, they'll never tell us. Yeah, course, we need the truth serum. We need the truth serum for that one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean or is that of of reasonable guys that they have a chance at? He's one of the top I think I think they're two. I think the way they do it, if he's if he's in the top eight, mm-hmm. they just went by guys that they wanted. Makes me think they would take him over every defensive player, over every receiver. Maybe not every defensive player. Like if Sertain had been there, maybe you take him or mm-hmm. Horn. Probably. 
but there weren't many guys that they would have taken him. Certainly over the edges. Yeah. I wonder if it was – I bet they like Zayvon Collins. He's one that I'm just – they didn't have a chance at at this one. I just wonder if he would have been there, do they run the card yeah. up? Was Darasaw on that list? You know. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I would think that I would think that those three tackles were all on that list. Maybe four. Slater tackles. and Sewell have to be ahead. Yeah, of them. you know they have to be. But there aren't many guys that you take ahead of them. No, there really isn't. And it kind of goes back to it not being a wonderful draft. You know, like usually there's three edge guys that wow, we'd love to have that. Yeah, defensively there, it was know? not a great draft. No, no, there wasn't. Other than linebacker and linebackers and cornerbacks were deep. Yeah, but maybe not the pure star power that that you look for. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, and yeah, decent, but uh, again. It, I think you, drafts you can get very focused on just what's here, so it's all relative to yeah. the other players on the board. But if you look back five years from now, I bet we'll look at this class and say it wasn't wonderful, you know, because there's not many guys you know that were eligible for it. Fewer yeah, people you had fewer guys, yeah, pool, right. And they knew less, but that that means there could be some gems. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive. We also want to thank Jacob Brecht for keeping us on the air throughout the show. Uh, of course, you can subscribe uh, to uh, our, our podcast. Yeah, on do that. Anywhere you get your uh, your podcast downloads at. Of course, you can also listen to it on Steelers.com. Uh, lots of good places. We always have, always have really good content on there and uh, breaking down everything that happens in the offseason. And now that the draft is over, we'll start getting into the regular season. So yeah. uh, we'll continue Schedule to do that. around the corner. Yes, guys, happening, right? next week. So, yeah, the Steelers will be back on the field soon as well. But uh, that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.